Well, last week on Christianity Still Makes Sense, we answered the question, if God exists, why doesn't he make it more obvious? Our primary target in answering that question was non-believers. But this week, we consider the question as it relates to believers. Welcome to the show that loves doubters. On this channel, we are making sense of Christianity by making sense of the doubts that can deconstruct us with near apostate and now apologist and pastor, Dr. Bobby Conway. I'm your host, Tim Hall. On this week's episode, we're asking, have you ever felt ghosted by God? Have you ever asked, God, where are you? While the hiddenness of God is a problem for the non-believer, it is also a problem for believers. There is a well-known Christian apologist who has walked away from his faith and has publicly cited this as one of the main reasons. If this isn't you, I'm sure you know somebody who fits this description. So, Bobby, it's a hard subject as it can really hit home for Christians. In fact, one of the one of the most reasons many people start deconstructing is this hiddenness problem. So, wondering where God where where is God? And and we read in Psalm 139 that God talks about being omnipresent, but it doesn't seem to shake out in our experience. Well, I I do want to read a few verses from Psalm Psalm 139, specifically verses 7 and 8. And then I want you, Bobby, to respond. David writes this. He says, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascended to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. So what do you say to the believer who is struggling to truly sense the reality of these verses? Yeah, Tim, that's a toughie, isn't it? Uh, We read passages like this, which talk about God's presence being everywhere, but frankly, uh, sometimes he feels absent, uh, remote, distant. Sometimes uh, we feel like uh, we show up to meet with him and then we feel stood up, Mm. abandoned, alone, forsaken. Uh, I think I'd put my answer something like this. It's important for us to not confuse God's being omnipresent with his presence. His lack of presence doesn't mean he's not present. In other words, we cannot equate not sensing his presence to mean he's not present. Hmm. Whenever we sense God's presence, we can know he's present, but whenever we don't sense his presence, we can still know he's present. See the difference? So that's kind of a way of helping us to think through this. So true, David does write, where shall I flee from your presence? But perhaps a better way of seeing this is his felt presence, right? Like, like, where shall I flee your presence from God's perspective? uh, His presence is always with us. But from our perspective, his felt presence presence is sometimes uh, very hard to detect. Uh, In this way, I think uh, if we understand that he's present, uh, but his presence may not be felt, that can serve as a real helpful distinction for us. Like when Jesus said, hey, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Uh, He's with us, but we might not have the sense that he's with us. So we can believe he's with us, but we might not feel like he's with us. So as the ever-present one, God's always aware of his own ever-present presence, 
but it's not always the case for us, Tim. Well, yeah. And again, you know, feeling ghosted by God is no joke. And I know that you went through several years Mm -hmm. of just feeling shunned and abandoned and kind of wondering where God was. And so I do want to play a clip from a video that you did before your book, Doubting Towards Faith, Faith was released. And it's about a 90 second clip. And I think this will give our audience a feel for your agony of feeling ghosted by God. So so let's go ahead and play this clip. And then I do want you to to kind of unpack it and respond a little bit to it. Are you there? God, I'm struggling. Deeply. In my heart, I'm wondering, is this true? Are you even there? Am I typing on some blank sheet of paper? At times I hear voices in my head that come packaged in the form of questions that make me wonder, is this all a joke? joke? Voices that hijack my peace, saying, leave this thing. Step outside the box of Christianity and look at it as a spectator from the outside. See how trapped you've been. See how gullible you've been. Look at the stranglehold you've been in. Man, you've been duped. You've been duped, man. And that's what I feel like at times, God, like I'm hanging off a cliff by my fingernails and I haven't let go yet, but no longer am I up on that foundation living in this no man's land between belief and unbelief in a world filled with doubt. Where are you, God? I'm desperate for you, God. I need you to come through. Well, Bobby, do you remember that season of your life? Tell, tell us a little bit more about that. I'm, I'm so impacted, particularly by the imagery of hanging onto a cliff by your fingernails. And I'm imagining some of our viewers are feeling that same way. So uh, unpack that a little bit more for us. Hmm. Yeah, how can I forget? <clears throat> it was horrific. Uh, several years, I looked like a shell of a man in many ways. Uh, my wife and Uh, my kids could just see the emptiness. And the reason it was so agonizing for me, Tim, is because uh, of how deeply in love that I was with Jesus and how close my relationship was with him and how I sensed his presence. Uh, He beautifully transformed my life. And then all of a sudden I end up in this dark night of the soul and wandering in the dark. And as I wandered in the dark, I wonder, God, where are you? And it was a horrific feeling to think, my goodness, have have I been duped, right? Have I prepared for ministry and, and have I missed it? What's going on? And it was so hard and I hated my doubts. But the reason my doubts were so difficult is because how much I, I did love God. Like somebody um, who has a genuine relationship with the Lord and then begins to doubt, there's a lot of anguish there. The person who just starts doubting and then walks away from the faith, but says, oh, it wasn't hard at all. You got to question whether there was a genuine relationship with the Lord. I mean, it was brutal and it went on for a long time and I did not sense God. And I was so thankful that he would lead me through and help me to write my book, Doubting Toward Faith in order to help doubters. Uh, But it can be a very real experience that people go through and it's no joke. And the Bible says in the book of Jude, be merciful to be merciful to those 
who doubt. And so I'm thankful for people in my life that showed me mercy because I wasn't wanting to move beyond the Christian faith. Uh, I just was wanting God to show up so that I could go deeper in it with him. But I was incredibly confused, uh, wondering, God, why have you abandoned me? Please show up. And eventually he did. And he would bring me through that dark night of the soul. Yeah. And again, on a personal note, from my standpoint, I mean, again, my doubts were, were not as agonizing and uh, as difficult as yours, but I did experience that same thing. And, and a lot of mine was rooted in the the nature of my relationships in the church. They were strained. I, I felt abused. I felt neglected. And so I started to swap the love that I had for Jesus and that he had for me for the relationships that I had. And that started questioning, well, does Jesus love me the same way that these church leaders who are abusing mm-hmm. me love me? And that caused me to go on uh, a journey and, and have a season of doubt as well. And so this is something that is sure. real and, and personal for both of us. But uh, as you mentioned, feeling ghosted by God is no joke, but is it foreign to Christianity? Or do you think that there's a strong case that can be made uh, for you know kind of this feeling uh, from the Bible? Yeah, 100%. And this is what helped me, Tim, a lot. Uh, we don't have to search long to find companionship in Scripture. Yeah. Uh, Job felt abandoned. I'm sure Joseph uh, did as well uh, when he was sold off uh, into slavery. Abraham and Sarah uh, certainly did, not hearing from God for 25 years. You could imagine them. Um, God, whatever happened to that promise to give us a son? Uh, in the book of Psalms, the psalmist writes, Uh, Why, O Lord, do you stand uh, far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Or the prophet Habakkuk in the midst of difficult times, uh, you know, he would write, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity? And why do you idly look at wrong? So uh, from Habakkuk's standpoint, God was sitting on his hands. Do something, God. Intervene. Show up. Why are you, if you're good and all powerful, why are you letting me exist in a world filled with suffering and evil right before my very eyes? Do you not see what I see, God? And so this is a common sentiment of people in the scripture. Yeah. Now, do you think this is a, a human problem? Are there people that are outside the Bible that have felt ghosted by God as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of people. Uh, doubt is not unique uh, to people in the Bible. Doubt is not unique to me. Uh, C.S. Lewis, for one, uh, in his book, A Grief Observed, uh, where he talks about his reflections on his experience with God after losing his wife, Joy, in 1960, just three years before his own death. Uh, Lewis is talking about feeling ghosted by God. Uh, He writes these famous words. Uh, He says, when you are happy, so happy you have no sense of needing him, so happy that you are tempted to feel his claims upon you as an interruption. If you remember yourself and turn to him with gratitude and praise, you will be, or so it feels, welcome with open arms. But go to him when your need is desperate, when all your help is vain, And what do you find? A door slammed in your face and a sound of bolting and double bolting on the inside. After that, silence. Powerful words. Now, that's not always the case, right? I mean, sometimes, Tim, uh, people lose a loved one and they'll say, boy, I can just really sense God's presence with me. But for Lewis, that wasn't what he experienced. It was 
okay, you lost your spouse. And now he thought, it seems like I've lost you too, God. Where are you? Uh, another person who really went through the ringer uh, of feeling shut out by God was Mother Teresa. For many years of her life, she faithfully served God, but she had no tangible sense of his presence. I mean, listen to these powerful and yet desperate words extracted from the book called Come Be My Light, which takes snippets of some of her, her journals and letters that she wrote. She writes, Lord, my God, who am I that you should forsake me? the child of your love, and now become as the most hated one, the one you have thrown away as unwanted, unloved. I call, I cling, I want, and there is no one to answer, no one on whom I can cling. No, no one alone. The darkness is so dark. The loneliness of the heart that wants love is unbearable. Where is my faith? Even deep down, right in, there is nothing but emptiness and darkness. My God, how painful this is, this unknown pain. It pains without ceasing. I am told God loves me, and yet the reality of darkness and coldness and emptiness is so great that nothing touches my soul. The whole time smiling, sisters and people pass such remarks. They think my faith, trust, and love are filling my very being and that the intimacy with God and union to his will must be absorbing my heart. But could they yet know of how my cheerfulness is the cloak by which I cover the emptiness and misery? What are you doing, my God, to one so small? Listen to those words and note her theme. She felt Hated, unwanted, unloved, ignored, alone, empty, dark, in pain, small, and in misery. And Tim, that's a lot. But by faith, she kept smiling. Yeah, man, those words are are so impactful. I mean, for someone that was so influential, and a lot of people have pointed to her as kind of this model of of faith, doing the work that she did in, in India and other places, and you know, having such a, a high platform even before social media and the internet. I mean, she was invited to speak in front of uh, diplomats and world leaders, and, and here she is, and, and her heart of hearts really. Mm you know, feeling feeling unloved and feeling distant from God. But, uh, you know, Bobby, let's try to get at the heart of what God might be up to here. You know, when we hear stories like Mother Teresa, what's the point of ghosting us? I mean, I, sometimes we can feel like it is kind of a cruel joke. Yes, it's, it's so true. And, you know, just reminding our audience, um, you know, that we're here because we want to show that Christianity still makes sense. Yeah. And when God hides out from us, it doesn't make sense. And so how do we make sense of that? And I think, um, you know, it's very brutal for the person experiencing this, as I've mentioned, but uh, that's obviously not the way we are to see it. Those phrases of unloved, unwanted, abandoned, maybe that Mother Teresa felt, um, or that C.S. Lewis felt, or that I even felt. Well, those are our feelings. That's not the reality of what's going on. Uh, in fact, listening to our feelings in times like that, of believing those lies is a sure recipe to make us bitter toward God. And many people start deconstructing on this very topic of divine hiddenness. Um, but yes, why not pick us up? 
why not comfort us? It's, it's normal for the new believer to have a honeymoon season and then only to experience a drawn out season of loneliness, of wondering, God, where are you? But perhaps some reasons that God permits this, Tim, to the believer, it's a test for our motives. So I think, for example, when I was praying as a young Christian, I had been in a honeymoon season with God. And I remember this season where I started to feel that God was distant, that he was pulling away, that he was remote. And I was praying to him and I was seeking him. And I was feeling like my prayers were just bouncing off the floors of heaven. And I was like, God, where are you? I I just didn't sense you. But you know what I did sense? I sensed the spirit ministering to me saying, it's easy to seek me when you feel my presence, Bobby. But will you still seek me when you don't? Mm. Will you still believe me when you don't feel my presence near you? And I also sense the spirit saying something like this, that God is even more pleased with me when I pursue him in the dark night when I can't sense him than when I'm seeking him because I do sense him. Anybody can pray to God when they're on a good emotional buzz, but it's much more difficult when you feel like you're praying all by yourself. And so it can test our motives. It can also teach us, Tim, to not be overly dependent upon our feelings. Uh, We see a lot of this in certain circles where people are just obsessed to feeling something and they think something's wrong when they're not feeling something. And God wants us to, by faith, trust in him that he's still there. So it can deepen our search. It can help us to model trust in him. And so I think that that is something that I would share as well. Well, I do want you to get to some kind of practical tips for h- how we can deal with this or, or what steps we might take. But we, before we do that, I'd like to remind our audience that this is a listener-supported show. We would covet your ability to financially support us, and you can do that at ChristianityStillMakesSense.com and then click on Donate. One of the easy ways that you can support us that's completely free is by subscribing to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash at ChristianityStillMakesSense. We'll get you there. Click subscribe if you're checking us out on the radio or our audio-only podcast, we would invite you over to the YouTube channel to subscribe there as well. So, Bobby, give us some practical tips on how we might be able to to get through this season of feeling ghosted by God. So, if you're in a dark night of the soul, and maybe you're listening listening in your car or at your home, or you're taking a walk in a park, ask yourself... Um, Is there anything on my end that could be causing a disconnect with God? Like moral failure, uh, doctrinal compromise, or bitterness uh, relationally towards somebody or God. Um, I do think that sometimes uh, we might have some real heart issues or we might take liberty with God's word and, uh, you know, start compromising his truth. Uh, and doing different things that could cause some barriers in our relationship to God. So I think we need to do some self-assessment. Before we point our fingers at God, we should look at ourselves and say, hey, um, what am I doing on my end? I would next say we need to be honest with ourselves and ask, am I genuinely and fervently uh, seeking the Lord? I mean, let's face it, Tim, at times praying can be exhausting, especially when we're feeling ghosted by God. And I think 
um, if we're being honest, we stay stuck longer because we don't truly seek him. Uh, we want a quick fix, uh, the acrostic push, pray until something happens. Um, I do like that. I, I sense this in my own life, Tim. It's hard for me as an ADD guy to sit still and pray. I get so distracted. Uh, it, it's just very difficult. A prayer doesn't come easy to me. It's it, it's a battle. I wake up each day. My quiet time is to spend, um, you know, three chapters in the Word of God and spend time in prayer. Uh, but I find that I enjoy reading more for some reason because I feel like it's making sense to me. I'm getting information. I'm able to process that. When I start praying, I can feel energy going out of me. It exhausts me. Um, and I pray better when I talk out loud. I pray best if I pray out loud and walk uh, because that protects my ADD. But I have mm. found if I keep praying, keep seeking, that it ends up um, helping me to find more of a breakthrough. And those breakthroughs where I sense God's presence come oftentimes after several minutes of consistent prayer. Um, I would say, remember when you can't see through the windshield to look through the rearview mirror. The word remember is used all over the place in the Bible. So just remembering can be refreshing as a way of remembering where God was there for you in the past. I would say, read stories from others who felt ghosted by God uh, only to find a connection once again. I would say realize how God can use your story to help others and help you to be a more empathetic person to those who do struggle with doubt. Those who've never doubted can really struggle with empathy to doubters. They oh, just get over it. It's just, you know, believe. Well, it's not that simple once you've been through the ringer. And don't be surprised if you ever found yourself going through the ringer. Don't think that it couldn't happen to you. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, lastly, know that God's still at work, even when it seems like you're stuck due to not sensing him. I love the poem, Tim, uh, Footprints in the Sand. Let me read this. One night I had a dream. I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord and across the sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonged to me and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of my life flashed before us, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that many times along the path of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest times in my life, and this really bothered me. And I questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you would walk with me all the way. But I have noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why in times when I needed you the most, you should leave me. The Lord replied, my precious, precious child, I love you and I would never, never leave you during your times of trial and suffering. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. I love those words, Tim, because I do feel like sometimes we feel abandoned and all alone and as if we're the ones doing all the work. But I think when we stand before the Lord someday in heaven, in glory, we'll realize that he was the one doing the work when we felt like we were doing the work and abandoned by him. As St. John of the Cross said in Dark Night of the Soul, the endurance of darkness is preparation for great light. Well, that's a powerful prayer. And man, I love that quote from St. John of the Cross there at, at the end. Any final thoughts or comments that you want to give our audience before we wrap up today? Be encouraged uh, if you're in the middle of a dark night of the soul. Uh, don't give up. 
don't turn to drugs and alcohol and escape. Keep seeking the Lord. Keep believing. Uh, read these books that can encourage you and know that God is still doing a character work in you. That's what blows me away, Tim. It felt like I wasn't growing. I felt so stagnant. And you know what? When I came out of it, what kind of characteristics did God put into my life? Oh man, empathy, Tim, for doubters was just powerful. Okay. Um, a, a gratitude that, wow, you really didn't abandon me. This is amazing. Um, a connection to other doubters. And then he gave me a ministry uh, with this channel and a radio station that I get to do on Christianity Still Makes Sense and writing uh, Doubting Toward Faith. So he's been so good. God won't waste your hurt. Don't run away from him. Keep running toward him. Amen to that. Well, we appreciate you, the audience, checking out this episode of Christianity Still Makes Sense. And we uh, want to remind you that we did an episode last week. We were kind of focusing more on the non-believer side of this divine hiddenness. If you haven't checked out that program, we would invite you to head on over to our YouTube channel and catch it there. And with that, we will meet you next week on the show called Christianity Still Makes Sense. Thank you for checking out this episode of Christianity Still Makes Sense. This show is just one of the many resources available to those who are doubting their Christian faith. You can also find others at ChristianityStillMakesSense.com. This is a listener-supported show, and your gift of any amount helps shows like this continue. Click on the donate link on our website. Also, catch Bobby on Pastor's Perspective, where he answers your questions. Finally, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to click subscribe and check out our other videos on the channel. This show was sponsored by K-Wave and Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa.